Welcome to the New Swingers Podcast, the only podcast in the world specifically created for and focused on couples who are new to or curious about the swinger lifestyle. It is for audiences of those age 18 years and older. And though we give our opinions, we are not therapists or mental health professionals, and our opinions are simply our own. So here's the deal. Lots of couples new to the swinger lifestyle have a lot of questions, and they're often nervous or feel insecure. Our mission is to help you answer all of those questions so you can explore the swinger lifestyle comfortably at your own pace and make your sex life sizzle. Our voices have been changed to protect our identities and any email questions of yours that we read will be addressed anonymously to protect your identity as well. And a lot of you ask about wanting to see what June looks like because she sounds so hot. Well, she is hot. And here's how you can see what she looks like. This hot, sexy, gorgeous, former church preschool teacher turned hot swinger wife. Just click the first link in the show notes to check out June's OnlyFans page. You'll get unlimited access to hot, daily, uncensored glimpses of her and her gorgeous 32 D pierced nipples. She gets pretty crazy on there. Just click the first link in the show notes. All right, welcome back to the New Swingers Podcast. I'm your host, John. And I am June. Wow. <laughs> we just got back from lunch, and I had a really strong drink. It's a beer. It's like a stout, I believe. It's What's it dark. called? It's called Dragon's Milk. Hmm. And that shit's like 16% alcohol, I think, and it's off the tap. Hmm. It was pretty strong, so I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling all right. And I had the only kind of beer that I like, which is cider, and you, you it's called from... Angry Orchard, and it's really good because it's like cider. it literally tastes like apple juice with alcohol. It's amazing. We love how you sound like you're from the south because you are. Oh, you know, you're welcome. How do you, wait? Would you have it to drink again? <laughs> Angry Orchard. Angry Orchard what? Cider. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You're trying to say it like a northerner, like a Yankee. Cider. There. Right. Is that better? <laughs> it's not better. It's just more authentically you, baby. <laughs> All right. Today we are doing a new swingers Q&A. We had some email questions come in, some comments, things like that that we're going to... Um, Talk about. Yes, discuss. That was the word I was looking for. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Hmm. Oh, all right. This one says, um, when setting boundaries, this may sound silly because we're exploring and wanting to play with another couple, but one of our boundaries is kissing. Hmm. Girl with girl is fine, but him kissing my wife or me kissing his wife is not an option. How is that boundary set, and is that absurd? Okay, so you're okay doing things with another couple, but one of your boundaries is you don't want you or your wife kissing the other the other people. Uh, first thing, that's not absurd at all. No, it's not. Uh, that's pretty. Uh, I would say pretty normal. Um, I mean, it's it's. I mean, kissing is uh, an intimate thing, and if that's not your thing, then that's okay. I mean, the thing about the lifestyle is this: whatever you're cool with, you're cool with. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, standard or, like, finish line you have to keep graduating to yeah. until you've done everything that everyone does. Mm -hmm. Like, you just do what you're comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable with something, uh, just don't do it. Yeah. And that's both of you. And so, if you're both in agreement on that, mm -hmm. what do you think, June? Yeah. I That's kind of what I was going to say. Like, not everybody, I mean, 
everybody has their own boundaries that they have set in place that they feel comfortable doing this, they feel comfortable doing that, they don't feel comfortable doing this or that. I mean, I know for for us, like last last week, actually, like I found out that I I only want to play as of right now, I only want to play with women, like with with John, like I only want to play with women, I have no desire to do anything with men at this point right now. Yeah. That could change. But right now, that's where I'm at. And that's my boundary. I don't want to play with guys. I really just want to play with girls. And I want to play with girls with John. And John definitely does not mind that <laughs> preference. June, you will you will not have to twist my arm. Um, if you prefer to play with me and another hot lady, um, it's just it's just the way it is. And I'll, I'll learn how to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no. so that I say that to say that's mine. That's ours right now. But that's, you know, and and be open to the fact that it might change eventually. You may eventually be like, you know, that might be okay to kiss or you know what, it may never be okay that you do that because for me in my mind it's like, well, I never may be okay with full swapping with a couple. Like I don't know. Like I that could change for me, but right now that's where I'm at. Yeah. And, you know, we run across some people, and, you know, we're fairly new to this ourselves, mm-hmm. relatively speaking. But I've noticed a lot lately running into people who are like, you ask them, like, oh, so what are you all into? What do you guys like? And they say, we are full swap only. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's cool. If that's your preference. But I, for me, it's kind of like, like, that's all you do? I, I guess, and it, it, it may be my... um being naive or annoying about certain things, but you know, it's like, Oh, we're only full swap. Okay. That's cool. I guess if there's other couples out there like that, that's cool. But like, there's at least for us, we look at it like, man, there's so many things you can do like Mm -hmm. that are fun where it's like, if someone says, Oh, we're full swap only. Well, I know immediately, I don't care who you are. Uh, you know, the, the discussion is kind of over with as far as if we're going to you know play with you or not, we can still be friends, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we're, you know, we're not going to, pursue anything further because we know we're not there yeah which leads to like my my biggest piece of advice here as far as interacting with others is that you and in this case your wife it sounds like um that you are you know that you're 100 percent absolutely clear and upfront with any other person or couple you play with yeah that you have a very strict no kissing boundary and that will not be violated yeah that we don't do that is that understood um because sometimes people can mishear or misinterpret what you say or what you're communicating. Or maybe some, sometimes we're not clear enough. Mm-hmm. Um, as a professional communicator, I know that, and this isn't to say people are stupid, but let's face it, some people are. Mm-hmm. And we live in a busy, noisy society where there's lots of noise going on in the world. And we have to be crystal clear on what we mean, even on like a kindergarten level, a paint yeah. by numbers level to ensure that people understand what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So this is why it's important for you and your wife to be very blunt uh, and clear with your boundaries yeah. with other people. So there's no room for confusion or margin for error or misunderstanding from other people that could cause friction or trouble uh, between the two of you. And so, um, <clears throat> yeah, just, just be very clear with each other. Uh, you and your, your spouse be very clear with, okay, Here's what we will not do as of right now. And anyone you meet that, you know, you want to play with, 
I just be very clear. We don't do this. Mm-hmm. And if somebody, uh, there will be people sometimes we haven't really met them yet, but if, if there are people who violate those boundaries after you communicated them, uh, you call them on it every time in the moment right there. Say, Hey, we don't do that. Uh, did you not understand? Yeah. Um, and if they continue to try, you leave. Yeah. Like, um, bye. See ya. Yeah, you don't so, know how to follow the rules at, or in our boundaries. So bye. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody <laughs> doesn't respect your boundaries and you very clearly communicate to them, um, you shouldn't be hanging out with those people. No. And they, you know, they, they shouldn't be around people to begin with because they're obviously assholes. Mm-hmm. But here's how I would do it. I would say, Hey, um, me and June are cool with this and this and this. But if this was me, I would say something like, but we have a very strict no kissing boundary. I won't kiss your lady and you know, you won't kiss mine or whatever the case, but we're okay if the girls kiss, but that's the only thing. Uh, do you understand? Is that, you know, do you understand that's a boundary of ours? Yeah. And they look you in the eye and go, yes. Say, okay, great. Um, there should be no other response. Uh, if there's any trying to negotiate with you or talk you into, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And say, seriously. hey, you know what? It's been great getting to know you. We need to run. Because uh, anyone who's going to try to talk you into negotiating your boundaries, they don't give a fuck about you. No, they don't. They, they, give they a fuck only about, about them, themselves. Yeah, they, they care about themselves. Um, and they don't give a shit how uncomfortable you are or what kind of riff or trouble it's going to cause between you and your partner after you go home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have a, a pair of friends, uh, a, a couple that um, awesome people. We just hung out with them this week, actually, this weekend, this past weekend, actually. And when they were new in the lifestyle, there was a kind of a, a bait and switch they weren't aware of that was going on with another couple that they played with. And after they got home and realized what happened, it had caused this married couple, these friends of ours to think that they had miscommunicated with each other. When in reality, this other couple had kind of played a little trick on them. And it, I mean, they had like six months where, where like they didn't do anything in the lifestyle. They were like, like, I- a year, actually. Was it a year? It was a year, or, she said. It wasn't six months. It no, was a, it was a year. There was a year that yeah. they put the lifestyle on hold because yeah. of the trouble yeah. these other people caused between them, and they didn't realize until after they got home. Mm-hmm. So these people obviously didn't give a shit about our friends, and uh, you know they they just they were new. We don't know the details, but they they weren't aware of what was going on, and so um, just be aware of that. That's why we say be aware of these these um the boundaries and being very clear and enforce the boundaries most people understand you know most people just want to have a good time but if someone tries to negotiate your boundaries with you like well how about this or can we do a little that (laughs) i mean hold your hold the line you you don't need to do that and people shouldn't be doing that there's plenty other people out there that you can play with that aren't gonna that aren't gonna try and test your boundaries If that's your boundaries, that's your boundaries, and don't let anybody try and talk you out of it. One of the biggest challenges people face when they're new to the swinger lifestyle is finding other like-minded people to connect with and get to know. Because most people don't want others to know they're in the lifestyle. So how can you actually find these people? It's very simple, actually. Just go download our free two-page guide called Swing Easy. It's a free two-page PDF document where we show you three of the fastest and easiest places you can start meeting other couples just like you in the next 24 hours or less, guaranteed. Just click the link in the show notes that says free Swing Easy PDF so you can start connecting with other like-minded couples and making new, fulfilling friendships and connections in the next 24 hours or less. Go click the link and grab it right now before the offer expires.
Yeah, nobody should try to talk you out of your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, have a little fucking respect, you know? Yeah. And someone's like, you know, I'm really not, I'm really not comfortable dancing with you. It's like, oh, okay, no worries. <laughs> like, like, or any other request. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. next. Yeah, next. <laughs> All right, morning, John and June. Love your show. My wife and I are semi-new to the lifestyle. You bring up in episode 10, Rudolph and Herbie. Mm. I saw, let me pause here. We were talking about, uh, it was like, I believe we were talking about married couples accepting one another, accepting your partner for who they are. And I think I had used the, uh, the, the example, a kind of a comparison. If you remember the old Christmas movie, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the old one, mm-hmm. uh, where there's the the elf named Herbie who wants to be a dentist, and he gets made fun of and, and kicked out and runs away. Well, Rudolph has his red nose, and so he gets ostracized and kicked out, and he runs away. Mm-hmm. Well, Her- Rudolph and Herbie, keep, they meet up eventually, and Rudolph is like, well, hey, are, do you want to hang out with me? I know I have a red nose, and Herbie's like, well, I'm I'm fine with your red nose as long as you're fine with me becoming a dentist. <laughs> and they said, "Well, I'm okay with that. You're okay with that." And they were friends. Mm-hmm. So that's the reference this person is making when they yeah. say uh, how he brought up in episode ten, Rudolph and Herbie. Mm-hmm. They say, "Though I find it true that some people in the lifestyle uh, to be non-judgmental and accepting of others, which we found that too." Um, the question is this: How come? The bisexual men aren't accepted the same way. I speak in a way of a bisexual couple. Both of us are bi. Um, For us, when we're trying to find dates, we oftentimes get a cold shoulder or negative reaction because I'm bisexual. Hmm. Just for the record, I'm orally bi and don't have any desire or fantasy for any other male contact. Okay, so oral sex, bisexual oral sex is is what this person, uh, this guy says he's is kind of what he's into as far as bisexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just curious why the double standard amongst some in the lifestyle community. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Um, I'm new to the lifestyle, relatively speaking, so I can't speak for everybody. There might be a number of things. Uh, I do have a personal opinion as a straight man, uh, and and I'll respect you enough, uh, especially since you're probably listening to this, to give you the blunt and straight answer, because that's what you're actually looking for. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is said with the utmost all respect. Um, I respect you. You respect me. I respect your orientation. I respect mine. None of us really knows why we're turned on by the things we are. We just sort of are. Mm-hmm. And that that's one thing I have found that people are very accepting of in the lifestyle mm-hmm. yeah. is that it's like, hey, whatever is your thing. Now, here are my thoughts to the question, how come bisexual men um, kind of have a, there's a double standard against them, or why aren't they accepted in the same way? Um, as a straight man who's married to a woman, I will tell you that, and again, this is just me personally. I'm not saying this is every straight man. Well, one, I've found it, in my limited experience in the lifestyle that most men I meet are heterosexual and married to women. So they're attracted only to women. I'm not saying there aren't bisexual or gay in the swinger lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying in my experience, the majority 
the overwhelming, I'm talking 80, 90% of people I meet are heterosexual men. Mm-hmm. And that's in my limited experience. So I know, again, that's not always the case. So I, it makes me think that maybe there is maybe overall a majority of heterosexual men in lifestyle. Um, I don't know if that's entirely true. So don't quote me on that. I don't know. That's just my experience. But here's my second thing as a heterosexual man. Um, as a heterosexual man, it makes me somewhat uncomfortable to be in a naked sexual environment with a man who I think might be attracted to me sexually. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of the fact there's nothing in me that that desires that or is that way, that is homosexual or bisexual. Um, there is the there is the thought of, well, what if I'm playing with a lady, whether it's my wife or his, and then he tries to touch me or he tries to proposition me or make a pass. Like, to me, that's a fast hell no. Don't even go there. Not because I'm against anyone being that way. I'm not that way. Uh, no, no man is going to touch me sexually. Because uh, nothing in me wants that. I'm just, I'm literally just not wired that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, again, that's me personally. There's zero there. So I think for me, if you were to, if if you were to ask me personally, I think it's the fact that there are probably a lot of heterosexual men who don't want to deal with the uncomfortable possibility of being in a sexual setting where there's another man who may be sexually attracted to them and they they might have to encounter that person or get propositioned by that person or have that person try to touch them or do something uh, so they'd rather not deal with it and so maybe they just write it off as as a way of not having to deal with it or ever go there or be in the, or be in the position where they would ever have to be uncomfortable like that so and i say again i say that with the utmost respect as a heterosexual man i don't want to deal with the possibility of another man approaching me sexually because there's nothing in me wired that way now if you did have if you did have other people there that way i wouldn't see what the problem is uh again that's just my personal opinion as a as a heterosexual man as well as uh, somebody who's relatively newer to the lifestyle what do you what are your thoughts jim well and i was just going to add to this too is already john is on guard for me because there are men who have already touched me without asking so and and i had to call them on it so already he's on guard and probably a lot of other men in the lifestyle are also on guard i know we have a few friends who've already said that and told john the same thing like so i feel like they're already those men are on guard to protect their wives from being touched without without you know without people with a guy asking he just touches me um, so I feel like that already is stress enough sometimes for you and then add the other part to it as well. If you're with yeah. a guy who is that way, that's adding extra stress on top of what you already have. Yeah, I would say maybe not stress, not stress but, but like distraction. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, one of the things that keeps me from having a good time when we're playing is if I don't know all the guys there mm-hmm. and I have to worry and watch June constantly to make sure she's okay. Um, where I can't just relax and enjoy myself mm-hmm. with whoever I'm with. Yeah. Um, and I, I think 
knowing there's another man who might be interested in me that way and I don't go that way, that would be another layer of distraction. Yeah. And I, I don't want to see that. Or let's say, let's say there, there, maybe there is another man in there, uh, who, who is by, who is by your way and you're a good fit with, um, there, there are a lot of heterosexual men that don't want to watch two guy, two other men interact sexually with each other. Um, it doesn't turn them on to them. It's just not their thing. Maybe, maybe they don't want to see it. Um, and again, that's just their preference. Um, you have your preference. They have theirs. I have mine. Um, and I would equate it to this. Like if, if me and June showed up at like a sex party, like a hotel party or something, and we walked in and there was like 12 other guys there and June was the only lady. Um, and, or maybe there's one other lady there, let's say, plus June. I'm not having a good time at all that night, just me being me, because I'm like, okay, am I going to have... I got to look out for my lady and there's like 11 or 12 dudes here. And she's one of only two ladies. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to have a good time tonight because I'm going to have to play guard. I'm going to have to make sure she's comfortable, which I don't mind doing. But I, if, if I was told ahead of time, Hey, there's going to be like 11 or 12 guys at this party and two ladies, one of them being yours. We would probably, we would definitely not say probably we we wouldn't, we wouldn't go. We wouldn't go. Yeah. Just because that's not our, I guess you could say cup of tea. It's not a, it's not our preference. But that's just us. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think, um, with what you're talking about, um, with, you know, the bisexuality piece and you get the cold shoulder, I think you're probably running into a lot of heterosexual guys, um, that are maybe inexperienced and, and, have no desire and experience maybe around homosexuals or bisexual men, but also don't want to allow the probability of, uh, uh, another man potentially looking at them sexually or even mm-hmm. trying to talk to them, um, for, for something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that completely as a heterosexual man. Um, you know, I mean, you know, if, if, if there's a woman who's a lesbian, uh, she probably wouldn't want to be in a room full of dudes. Because she doesn't want those dudes, she wants another woman, and yeah. so and so. I think it's I think it's the uh, the division of just the simple preference. Here's what I would say. And I, I know I'm doing a lot of talking here. Here's what I would say. I don't know if this exists, but I would encourage you to look it up. Since given this is your case, uh, and hopefully you're listening, what I would say is I would I don't know, Google or look up social media groups. Try and find groups of uh, swinger groups for bisexual couples. Yeah. Where other couples uh, uh, hang out, who are both bisexual, who people like, pe- look for people just like you. Yeah, and maybe if there isn't one, and you're in a place or a position, or you feel led to do it, if you can't find that, maybe create a social media group for bisexual swinger couples, where both people in the relationship are bisexual. Yeah, that's a great idea. I would imagine there's probably something or a number of things out there. I would think. But I don't personally know. So either find it or create it. Because if you find it, well, you got your answer. If you don't find it, but you create a group like that, what you're probably going to end up doing eventually is drawing other people like yourself into that group because they're looking for a place where there are people just like you who are just like them also. They just don't, they just don't know. Yeah. And so 
Either a find idea. a group or create one. Um, that would be my advice. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, that way it, it's kind of like in sales, mm-hmm. in business. Like if if I'm trying to sell something to someone who who just doesn't want what I'm selling, like they're gonna walk away from me eventually. Like if I keep trying to sell them, like it doesn't matter if I'm in a group of people who don't want what I'm selling, like no one's going to be interested. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, it's that same kind of thing. And so uh, I hope that's helpful for you. What do you think, June? Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. I think John, John hit the nail on the head with that one. Like, I think, I think, yeah, if you can't find the group that you should create it because you're not, you're not alone with how you're feeling right now. Like you're, you're not alone. You're yeah, I mean, not the only one that's dealing with this. So I, yeah. I imagine there probably is a group already. But if not, like, just know that if you create it, like, know that you're not going to be only the only one in the group. There's other ones out there that are like you that are wishing somebody would create the group. Yeah, because a lot of people are looking, but, you know, they're not willing to start the thing. Mm-hmm. And you might start the thing, and out of maybe 500 people that see it, there might be 10 or 12 that join it and going, man, we're the same way. Yeah. Well, hey, those are your people, mm-hmm. you know, potentially. So this one, here's another email. I'm going to have June read this one because I keep talking a lot. Oh, I was about to give you head. Okay, I'll read this one. So I can give you head. <laughs> she wants to give you head <laughs> on the air. Guys, have you found it difficult to get and keep an erection while at lifestyle events? If so, you're not alone and it's common. The new environment and the distractions can contribute to a lack of an erection due to performance anxiety at the very moment you need it the most. I personally ran into this issue early on in the lifestyle and it was super frustrating. But don't worry, there's a solution. If you use our link in the show notes and use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout, you'll get $30 off your order of FDA-approved ED medication from Shameless Care so you can get hard and stay hard in the moments that matter most. Don't question your manhood or feel like less of a man ever again. Just click the link in the show notes right now to get $30 off before the promotion ends so you can get back in the game and blow your sex partner's mind. Click the link right now and simply use the coupon code NEW, N-E-W, at checkout. Head on air. Hey, is that what, you, is that what we should call this episode? Damn. Damn, girl. Mm. I should feed you beer for lunch more often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, now I can read it. If you want, I'll still read it. You can do now that I'm done. (laughs) You can do wherever the hell you want now. You want the Ferrari, baby? Let's go buy it. No, I want another Mustang. I miss my Mustang. Okay. (laughs) I'm even more down for that because it's only $200,000 less than the Ferrari. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So go ahead and just read that one right there. It says, Good morning. First, I just finished June Finally Squirts episode nine. Yeah. Whoop. Best episode yet. Oh, oh. Why, thank you. So if you haven't listened to episode nine where we talk about how June squirted, um, <laughs> this guy says, go listen. Yeah. Um, my wife and I are brand new to the lifestyle. We had a dinner date with another couple on Friday, and it's been great. I've noticed my wife's sex drive has doubled. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And it's been great. I'm typing this as you guys talk in the speakers about the benefits of the lifestyle. June, did your sex drive increase in the beginning stages of talking about the lifestyle with John? So that's the first question. Well, did it? Did your sex drive 
did your sex drive double or at least in, or increase as we started talking about swinging and the lifestyle and getting into it? Just the thought of it, it sounds like. Um, I think maybe a little bit. I think once we joined the lifestyle, like once we went a few times, then it really, really went into high gear. Um, but I would say maybe a little bit I noticed at first when we just talked about it, but definitely once we like started getting into it. Okay. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. Why? What do you think caused that that increase once we started going to like a club more regularly? I think because we were being we were literally being ourselves, completely ourselves. Like and, sexually? Yeah. Okay. With each other and communicating better with each other of this is what we like, this is what we like, this is what we want to try, this is what we want to try. Like individually and together. Yeah. And so I think I think it just brought us closer together. Yeah, I mean think about think think about how many people have been married so long and there are there are maybe sexual desires each of them has that they'll never tell the other one because mm-hmm. they're afraid of the reaction. Yeah. And that'll it'll be negative. I mean, gosh, we were married over a decade and a half before we found the lifestyle and we've told each other things in the past couple months that we we've never ever ever discussed and i I wouldn't even how to bring up yeah and so i think that has a lot to do i think that the openness and communication has a lot to do with and people people often say the lifestyle improves their relationship oh yeah from the outside that seems weird Mm -hmm. at least it did to me how how could like opening a relationship a bit not that it's opening relationship. It's not polyamory, but you know, swinging is different than that slightly. But um, how could that improve your relationship, swinging with other people involved? Well, a big piece of it for us is that it forced us to be able to talk to each other about how we actually are sexually without the shame we were taught to have. Yes. And so we now know each other more fully and deeply, and we're okay with each other. Which increases the sex drive. Yeah, it because, bonds you closer together. and yeah. So absolutely. I, like I said, at first, I think maybe a little bit I noticed, but definitely like after the first few times we went to the club, started talking about what we want to try together, what we want to try, and you know, individually, whatever, like the all of those things definitely made it jump into high gear. And like I said, we've mentioned this multiple times in different episodes, but we already had an awesome sex life. We already had a great sex life. Yeah, we weren't trying to fix anything or no. improve. <laughs> no, like it was amazing. I mean, we were already having sex three, four times a week. So like yeah, it, for like that, fifteen to eighteen years. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, like it was already great. It's just even better now because of we're able to fully be ourselves with each other and love each other with how we really are. Yeah. And when you're raised in a society where you're taught you're not a you're not it's not okay to be who we are uh that that causes like a division within each of us against ourselves mm-hmm. it kind of in a way kind of teaches you to divorce yourself yeah uh, from a young age like if you're like if you're if you're a woman and you're like hey i'm really sexually attracted to other ladies and you're taught that's evil you're wrong you're this you're that you're mm-hmm. disgusting mm-hmm. like it it drives a wedge in between your you and yourself like it splits the one you are into two and um well a friend of mine said that she told me a few weeks ago that she said she knew at a young age that she was attracted to girls but because of how religious she grew up like she could never tell anybody or ever actually like m- make action with any of that 
because of how she grew up. Yeah, it wasn't okay to be who she was. Yeah. And and that's you know that that's a theme we've come to adopt and we want to make sure is always a part of this podcast. Yeah. Is this that it is okay to be yourself. Yeah. Like like listen to us. Seriously, hear my voice. It is okay to be who you are. Mm-hmm. Whatever that looks like. Now, I know someone's going to take that to an extreme. If you're Jeffrey Dahmer, it's not fucking okay to be who you are. <laughs> if you're a, a terrorist, a cannibal, someone who hurts people, no, it's not okay to be who you are. <laughs> you should be someone else. You should be better. Yeah. But if, if when in general, as with what we're talking about, again, I know there's extremists out there everywhere, but with however you are, it's okay to be who you are. Yeah. But we believe that. Mm-hmm. And we believe everybody has been taught to be against themselves. And that's been reinforced through culture and society and social pressure. And uh, whoever's opinion is on the news the most and pressing people socially and politically. But the thing is, we can't change who we are. Like, we can improve and become better. But as far as, like, your preference and what you are, like, we didn't choose our kinks. I mean, I think our kinks chose us. Damn, that'd be a good t-shirt too. I didn't choose my, I didn't choose the kink life. The kink life chose me. I didn't choose the swinger life. The swinger life chose me. Damn, we need to put it on some merch. I like it, babe. We had someone else write a couple days ago. Yeah, well, they said, hey, oh, it was one of the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Oh, it was, yeah. Which, by the way, if you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen, go leave us a rating and review. Yeah. It helps us reach more people. But someone on there said, um, yeah, it takes like five seconds to do. Just go click it. Um, someone said, and by the way, I will definitely buy the Vodka Helps t-shirt if you make it. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. If, if we make it, they will buy it, June. Hey. Okay, and then the other part. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. Also, I want to add, John being surprised by a blowjob every episode is fucking fantastic. Thank you. But, John. Oh, shit. Ah. Why have you not given June head on the air? Mm, <laughs> that's a great question. I would love to know the answer to that one. I have a great answer. Well, number one, <laughs> I would love to eat out June on the air. He did Num- yesterday, and I got there in like five minutes. It was awesome. <laughs> if that. <laughs> well, it wasn't on air. It was in no, a bed. No, it was, yeah, yeah but still. I told June, I, awesome. said, I said, get in my bed and sit on my face right now. And she goes, yes, master. And then, okay, it didn't <laughs> I did sound not like, say that. <laughs> actually, she probably said, yes, daddy, is what she probably said. Yes. But then she climbed on my face and sat on it, and I ate her out. And mm. she came in about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are sitting in our home studio, which is my, my home business office, that we've converted into a full video and podcast studio for this and other things I do. And... um. Sitting here with the setup we have, the chairs we're in, the table in front of us, the space we have, uh, it's extremely difficult in this small corner where we're set up for me to like get down, flip June's legs up over her head uh, without without dropping your two and a half feet to the floor from the chair she's in. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm all for it. Um, I'd have to figure out how to get this. Uh, where to lay you down, get the microphone off the mount. Uh, which is bolted in. <laughs> but that's the only reason we have not uh, at this point. But I, I am looking at June's newly pierced nipples. Mm-hmm. She pierced her nipples for my birthday. Now I'm going to tell you people right now, if that isn't love, then I don't know what love is. 
All I know is I love her, but I don't think I love her that much that I'd do that for her. And that's saying something. I was I love like, you. you're not going to do a Prince Albert for me uh, or start a ladder for me. Uh, nope. Nope. Sorry. I love you. <laughs> I will fly you to Cancun. I'll do anything. Hey. Probably not that. So I, Hey, I, you heard that on the air, right? You heard that, guys. He said he would fly me to Cancun. Fuck. Well, I'm going with you. You ain't going by yourself. I know, but. uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll you take you on it. vacation and I'll go with you, of course. <laughs> no, I just say that to say June is an awesome woman. And that is something she wanted to do for me. It came in great personal pain. Um, yes, I paid for it, <laughs> but, uh, she, she really paid for it. She's one who got, mm-hmm. you know, cause they did one um, and then I'm like, shit, fuck. Yeah. And then I got to do one more cause I'm not going to just do one. Right. Who the second one hurt worse. <laughs> cause I knew the pain was coming. <laughs> there was actually a question in, in one of the social media groups, I think yesterday or this morning about, you know, the, you had the, the free, the nipples or free, the no bra club crop top you're wearing and you weren't wearing a bra with it Mm -hmm. and somebody asked somebody asked hey what did how was it getting your nipples pierced what 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 it feel like was it painful i responded to that this morning actually okay well how about you tell us how you responded i said holy fuck it hurt well that's a clear message i like that and then i said it's still sore but it will be worth it i think is what i said so Holy fuck, or maybe it was just fuck. I don't remember, but I said fuck was definitely in one of the words because it's my new was, favorite word. Was it was it just fuck, or was it a sanctified fuck? Because that would be a holy fuck <laughs> if it was sanctified. I don't know. I just said <laughs> fuck. It hurt. LOL. And then I think I said it's still really sore because it's only been well tomorrow will be two weeks, so it's only been a couple weeks, and it'll be worth it. Okay. So, um, was that the last part of the email? I think it was. Yeah, that was the last email. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's a question or just a thank you. It's people write us all kinds of things. I'll just read it. Uh, hey y'all, I'm so excited to have come across the new swingers podcast. Well, thank you. <laughs> I relate to June in so many ways. I love that I found someone whose lifestyle journey is similar to mine. Hmm. I've been open about my bisexuality for about six years. This is a lady speaking. Okay. We played on and off with unicorns until recently. Well, congratulations. We're always looking for those unicorns. Yes, we are. And we're learning why they're called unicorns. Yeah. These fairy tale, beautiful, damn creatures. Uh, my husband and I have recently started s- swinging. She put swingering, actually. I think she had a mistypo. Uh, <laughs> we started swingering, and then she wrote me back another one going, hey, I think I invented a new word, swingering. Yeah. So um, we'll just call you K. You know who you are. Uh, thank you for introducing me to a new term called swingering. And uh, <laughs> we love it. I shall continue to use it in your honor. So they recently started swinging almost a year now. We're enjoying all aspects of the lifestyle, listening and learning about the lifestyle. We've had mostly great encounters. We have just one awkward one, don't we all? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. well, we'll be attending our first event in November uh, in a place near us. Um, have you all heard of eye candy events? Um, yes, we have. We went to one Saturday. Two, two nights ago. Yeah. Yeah, two nights ago we went went to one, and it was it was awesome. We've been to a few of them, actually. They put on a great event. I'm looking forward to listening to each of the episodes. I'm on number two. Please keep up these educational conversations for those of us who appreciate and accept what you're saying. Aw. Um, yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for writing that. Yeah. And even though it wasn't a question, 
here's the deal. Like, we enjoy hearing your feedback. Yeah, we do. Like, we do this to document our own journey, but also to help others like us, i.e. you. Mm -hmm. uh, if we've learned something that we can share with you to make your journey easier, that's that's why we do this. Absolutely. Okay, so this is uh, this is just a really cool thing we want to share with you. You know, when you start something like this podcast, you never know who's going to hear it or how it's going to help people. Mm -hmm. But June, I want you to read this one. This is from a licensed marriage and family therapist uh, out on the West Coast. Hello, John and June. I just wanted I just wanted a quick note. Wanted to leave you a quick note to say how refreshing I find your podcast. Oh, well, thank you. I am a licensed marriage and family not family therapist who specializes in ethical non-monogamy and lifestyle couples here in, like you said, in her area. In her area, I am always looking for new content. While there are others valuable, there are other valuable podcasters. You two are wonderfully articulate, relatable, and entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's all those blowjobs June keeps <laughs> randomly dropping on me. But most importantly, you provide content that touches some deeper levels that align with my client's concerns in, se in session. Because of this, I started recommending your podcast to my clients. Keep wow. up the good work. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you a, so much. A marriage and family therapist who specializes in ethical non-monogamy and swinger couples, probably things like that, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And she's recommending our podcast. Now, if you're listening to this, by the way, um, as of this episode, we've only had this podcast around for about a month. Yeah. And we're right about, literally, like, today we're probably going to break 10,000 downloads. We have advertised to nobody. We had no following. No. No no SEO training, internet market, like, none of that. We literally just started putting stuff out there. And there's that whole thing that people say, like, in business – you know, they say, well, if you build it, they will come. And people say, no, they won't. And that's true in so many cases. Uh, this podcast, thanks to you all, yeah, this has been the exception. Like, we're literally probably going to break 10,000 downloads. We're like right on the cusp of it uh, before we go to bed tonight. And that's because you all have started listening to it. And we're so, we're so glad to hear this from this uh, marriage therapist because it reminds us of the value that we're adding to people's lives. And again, it's not, we don't do this just to tell our story because you really, like, let's be honest. If you're listening to this right now, you really don't care about our story, but if you do, it's because you're trying to learn something. Yeah. So you can improve your story. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's, we, we focus this whole podcast. Every episode is based on what are people getting out of it that they're trying to get out of it. Yeah. We always look to the problems that we faced that we hear other people facing and then talk about how we've heard other people get through them or how we've gotten through them. Yeah. Because the whole goal of this is to provide value to you by helping you, uh, you know, by helping you get past whatever it is, whatever battle it is you're facing. And so, again, if this has been helpful for you, uh, take take the next five seconds, scroll down, click the, the five stars, or how many stars you think this podcast is worthy of in your podcast, wherever you're listening to this. And leave us a review. Leave us a rating and review. Yeah. It takes literally two seconds to click the stars, and it takes maybe another nine to ten seconds to just say something nice that's helpful. Tell us the value if, if when you do leave it uh, so other people know what you're actually getting out of it. Uh, don't just say, oh, it's a great podcast. Like, tell us what, what you really like about it. 
Like, tell us about what you really got out of it or what it helped you with. What makes it great for you? Yeah, like what exactly Mm -hmm. was the value you've gotten out of this? That can be two or three sentences. It doesn't have to be a lot or it can be or it can be long. We don't care either way. But yeah, just right now, take the next like five to 10 seconds. Go click the stars, leave us a rating and review uh, so we can reach more people just like you. Well, and I was just going to add that I just that that email meant so much to me because it's from a licensed, you know, marriage and family therapist. And, you know, I, I was telling this to John the other day when we got the email and was like, oh, my gosh, that email, like all the emails mean so much. But that meant so much to me because like I, I, I kind of sometimes I undercut myself of like, oh, well, what value do I bring? Like John is is very smart and very, in my mind, very like, in my opinion, very knowledgeable and he brings so much to the plate that sometimes I wonder, well, what do I really like bring too much? Do I really bring a lot of value, which I'm working on that on myself on that. You definitely but, do. But more than you know. But but I say that to say that getting that email meant a lot to me personally because it made made me feel like, okay, I guess I do bring more value than I think we all do that in life, though. We all undercut ourselves. You know, I really do think we all need to work on not doing that to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's why that one meant so much to me, because it's coming from somebody that, you know, helps a lot of people. And, and that's our hardest to help other people as well. And so yeah. it just meant a lot. Yeah, like like this, this person, they they make a living and they have specialized their their higher and advanced higher education and helping people yeah, in their relationships. And this podcast of ours, to hear that that's a resource that they see so much value in mm-hmm. that they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend this to my, my paying clients yeah. who are, who are in bad situations uh, that could potentially, and maybe are destroying their relationship and family. Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for you to, to, to the therapist out there who wrote us this, to hear you say that, to get that email, uh, it really does mean so much yeah, to us really personally. Does. But more importantly, it reaffirms that we are hitting the nail on the head when it comes to providing the value that we do, mm-hmm. that we're trying to provide. Uh, it, it's a reaffirmation that, okay, we're hit, we're hitting that nail on the head. Yeah. And uh, to keep doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, be sure to leave a rating and review. Again, it takes five to ten seconds. Go click those stars and... uh Leave us an honest review. It takes another maybe 10, 15 seconds. Everyone has that time in a day. We really do. If you don't have 30 seconds to spare, you don't have a life. So (laughs) help us reach more people like you. If you've been helped by this, go click the stars, leave a rating, leave a quick review. Uh, We would love to see it. Send us an email. But most importantly, leave us those ratings and reviews so we can reach more people just like you. you, And you can be a, a part of this mission to help others just like us, just like you. And uh, we can all enjoy the lifestyle more together. So go click those stars and leave a review. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the New Swingers podcast. Do you have a question about the swinger lifestyle or an issue you're struggling with? Send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com. Newswingerspodcast at gmail.com. And there's a good chance we may anonymously feature and discuss your question. So it can be helpful for you as well as other listeners. Just send us an email at newswingerspodcast at gmail.com.